Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with my voice is Parker and Alex. We just watched Broken Arrow. Um, I uh, I think I accidentally like looked up a different movie at first, but then I remembered this is essentially the Howie Long movie. Uh, guys, initial thoughts on Broken Arrow? The how I don't understand. <laughs> That's like the fourth time you've said that to me. It's I, I I mean, I understand. I understand because seeing Howie Long do things such as move around and speak like a fake human being were very jarring for me. Yeah. But also, like, I got to look at John Travolta's big, stupid, meaty face for, like, over an hour. Oh, my God. His hey. smile is permanently I, stamped on that face. God. Do you remember that movie? him in every movie? <laughs> like, right? John Travolta tr- flies a stealth bomber and tries to nuke America. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> Howie Long movie. <laughs> It's not often you get overshadowed by a guy with a flat top. Uh, Parker, do you have any news? Buddy. Get comfortable. (laughs) Oh, no. I have one sentence to say to you, and I want to hear your genuine reaction. Okay, let's hear it. Sucker Punch has an unseen Snyder cut. He says it's better. Chris, your thoughts? Uh, uh, we oh, in the no. Sucker Punch community have known about and theorized about this for some time, and I'm sure Is, that isn't that community about. just you and Zack Snyder? Uh, and his kids was it race car or whatever? No, wait, that's uh, Robert Rodriguez's kids. Got it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm sure that A is good and B it will be released. So, in the words of David French, release the Snyder cut. Parker, speaking of things that go fast, I know you have Sonic news. You know what? I left it out. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot say in words what that thing looks like. There's no, there's no description. It's like a shitty Lovecraft story where you're just like, oh man, this thing's super fucked up looking. Wish you guys, wish you guys could see this thing. It's super fucked, and his eyes are all wonky. Man, Uh, we're all going crazy. How about his legs? Look at those calf muscles. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst thing I've ever seen. He's beautiful. (laughs) Don't body shame my son. He's dummy thick. He's a snack. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta fuck that hog. (laughs) Hey, Chris, you like YouTube videos, right? No. Oh, yes. No? This headline was a lot funnier when I wrote it down a week ago before uh, events happened. Uh-oh. Elon Musk and Rick and Morty co-creator did a hilarious meme review segment for PewDiePie. This was on my list, too. Oh, no. I was going to assign it to both of you. No. It's 15 minutes. Shut up and watch it. I got a link right here. Fuck. Elon Musk and the creators of Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> I watched them fight. 
PewDiePie video? Unfortunately, it, that's all I have because the PewDiePie jokes I had were a lot funnier a week ago. Yeah, uh, turns out. something happened. Uh, oh, gonna, we try gonna, not to get too political on this show, but uh, we will say Guys, many fine I mean... people on both sides. Go ahead. Uh, Mary fuck kill. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, kill PewDiePie. Uh, I abstain. <laughs> marry Elon for the money and uh, fuck the Rick and Morty characters. God, dude. That's such a picture uh, for his thing to say. whatever. <laughs> kill Rick and Morty, marry Elon, fuck PewDiePie. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's actually the correct answer. Uh, probably. He looks get identical it. to Ninja anyway. Who can hashtag get it? Uh, so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Chris, how do you feel about Mike Cernovich and his quest to get James Gunn kicked out of Disney? Uh, it looks like it failed. Has Mike Cernovich, Cernovich, I don't know how to say it, has he responded to James Gunn being reinstated? Well, he maintained an alpha mindset, you know, got the gorilla mindset, maintained positive alpha protocol. Did he do self-talk? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> there we go. He succeeded in his grand scheme to get James Gunn not one, but two massive movie paydays. So good job, own the libs, take that cucks. But don't worry, Chris, because you see, he's making Guardians 3 after the Suicide Squad. Now, you notice I didn't say Suicide Squad 2, Chris. Why is that? I, I don't know. Um, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Say it. I, because... Because we, we can't ever get Because it's a total reboot. No! Oh. Isn't it not a total reboot, and it's just like they replaced most of the actors but are keeping Marco Robbie? <laughs> If she oh my god, up. I hope she's in it. No, she's gonna be Killer Croc. <sighs> now we're talking. We'll get to Killer Crocs. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> Can't believe you watched Anaconda without me, but whatever. Alright, so. Is that the dinosaur theme song? <laughs> hey, Chris. You know how we're talking about reboots? Uh, yeah. Did someone say Transformers reboot? Uh, you know, yeah, fine, whatever. I you know, it's about time. It's only been two or three years, but... Yeah, you mean... Time to get, like, a fresh perspective on this. You know, introduce it to a new generation. And a Bumblebee sequel. Chris, your thoughts? I didn't even see the first Bumblebee. Apparently that was a raging bull of our generation. I didn't get a chance to see it. Because oh, sure I was busy watching later. fucking Boondock Saints 2. So you're saying you would have traded in Boondock Saints 2 for Bumblebee. Alright, you're putting this in my notes. Oh. <laughs> oh no, that's gonna come back to her. But he's gonna assign me a B-movie and I have to watch it with Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna suggest B-movie for next week's episode, actually. I don't wanna watch B-movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but guys, it's actually funny. <laughs> Much like Young Shelton. God, what else? <laughs> Now, here's the one that kind of slid under the radar, but your good friend made sure to grab it for you since you just wanted to hear some news. Well, yeah. You're a big fan of Justice League, right? No. So, Ezra Miller, who played The Flash, is currently writing a script for it. Because, check this out. He wants to take a stab at the movie because he doesn't like the script they have written for him, and he wants to make it, wait for it, Oh no. darker. <laughs> so he's getting rid of Wonder Woman and no one else? I, well, let's... Uh, you know, <laughs> there's a solid chance 
if he submits the script and they don't like it and choose not to go with his, they're just gonna recast the Flash. Well, <laughs> yeah, why not? Fucking just... company. Is it? They've been trying to get this movie out since like 2016. They've gone through like four directors just to I... make a fucking Flash movie. I'm, I'm on DC's side if they just recast it. He wasn't even good in Justice League. Not that Alex would Wouldn't know. know. But yeah, uh, exactly. he, he he was he was probably the worst part of that entire movie. It's like a cave. It's like a bat cave. Fuck you, dude. You can't have... Counterpoint. Mother bucks. Oh, all right. Well. The love below. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love when I don't have to step on my own punchlines. <laughs> You woke up just to hear that the villain's name was Steppenwolf and you immediately fell back asleep. That's that is correct. The correct response to that movie. <laughs> he had the best time in that theater out of anyone who watched it. Okay, next one. Go ahead. Alex, I want you to know I wrote down this flash news just for you so I can look in your eyes through the internet and say that if the, it, Warner Brothers is desperately trying to find a script that is better than Ezra's, folks, here's the thing about movies. <laughs> Fuck yourself. <laughs> Sitting on that for a week and a half. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I hate you so much. Speaking of DC news, Warner Brothers chief Kevin Sujihara is stepping down after claims that he promised acting roles in exchange for sex. The response from one sunny bunch, this is what happens when you don't release the Snyder Cut. Oh, folks. Wow. Uh, Twitter's good. Um, it's a good website. You just have to know how to use it. You know, Fandom you have to follow the right was people. was not a mistake whatsoever. Uh, Parker, why do you follow us on a bunch? <laughs> <laughs> I follow people that love retweeting. <laughs> I just need to mute the word Snyder so I can sleep at night. <laughs> Same except virtue signaling. Sunny bunches of posts. <laughs> and of course, the last bit of news. A QAnon dude killed a mob boss. <laughs> it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> how, how fortuitous that we're doing this the same week that we do a movie with uh, John Travolta, Mr. Gotti himself. <laughs> I would bet dollars I feel like being the mob boss of Staten Island has to be like the absolute lowest rung of mob bosses. It's essentially the orphans. Like, fuck from man, the just send me to prison instead. Oh, what if John Travolta was in a QAnon movie but doing the Gotti impression? <laughs> so what if he was in a QAnon? <laughs> yes. I assume the that Gotti impression is his real voice because he does essentially that in Saturday Night Fever. He does a lot of things in Saturday Night Fever that we forgot about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I I a lot of people just really didn't watch that movie. All right, uh, let's get into what we uh, recently hold watched. Hold on. Does that say there's tape of Danny DeVito reading for the role of Detective Pikachu? Boy, I sure oh, didn't hey, forget to save I'm, that I'm one. really excited for <laughs> <Yeah>. that movie. <laughs> that would be such a better movie. I know. I haven't <laughs> seen yeah. it. I haven't <laughs> seen either cut, so but like... That would be an absolute train wreck travesty of a movie, and I would be all sorts of there for it. I mean, there's a lot of things about, like, the whole casting of a, a deep and rough voice versus a character that's cute and cuddly. Uh, which Why is, is Machamp four foot tall? I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I mean, if I kind of, now I'm imagining Detective Pikachu, but it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, look, I'm going to end up having to see Detective Pikachu. If I get an hour into that movie and just a random Jigglypuff shows up and has Danny DeVito's voice... Three and a half star minimum. That's my pledge. Same, except I'm going to wind up getting to see Detective Pikachu movie. So. That's one way to phrase it. Hey, how many hours do I have left? 
I just assumed that was going to be an episode because you guys hate me. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not out of the question. That depends. Are we going to have to watch a B-movie next week? <laughs> I mean, I'm actually, actually kind of wanted like, to watch it. I'll watch B-movie. I'm I have, like, unchecked powers to pick movies now, apparently. That's a good point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, shit, he suggested it. Now we have to watch it because yeah. we're not creative. Well, there's that. Okay, well, uh, let's like get into what choices. we watched recently. Um, I'd, I'd like to go first here. Uh, I watched in theaters Terminator 2 Judgment Day. God damn it. I'm so jealous. Let me tell you something, dude. I, I watched it for one reason. I wanted to see Arnold riding that motorcycle and reloading the shotgun with one hand on the big screen. I, I seriously, I, the noise that I made, it was like between a whimper and a roar. Oh, God. I, I really, really like that fucking scene, dude. So that movie is almost perfect. If you want to say that the original Terminator is better, I will totally hear You're that wrong. argument. If you want to hear, if it's you want right. to say that the sequel is better, I'll totally hear that argument. For me, that's a one. No, you, you should absolutely not hear the argument that Terminator Three is better. No, you're not going to hear that <laughs> argument. Here is the one really, really glaring problem with Terminator Two, and it almost ruins the movie. Oh, what's the name of that little kid? The, the the little boy in that movie. Parker, you, you said his name. Eddie Furlong? Eddie shoot. Furlong. I am so sorry, Eddie Furlong. Get the fuck out of this movie, man. It's He's awful. His, his voice is cracking get, in every single line. He's the worst part about this. I think even as a kid, I didn't really like him. Chris. I, yeah? Are you sure you want to procreate someday? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uh, put it out there. I don't know. But, like, what am I kidding? Turns out to be, like, Arnold instead. Arnold didn't sound like that when he was in Germany. I guarantee it. There, there's no way. Anyway, yeah, uh, I, I still love Terminator 2. I love Terminator 1. I should go back and rewatch that, because they're, they're both really, really good. I mean, hot takes aplenty here. Uh, speaking of more hot takes, I watched uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Turns out some movies are critically acclaimed for a reason. Uh, this movie's really good. Uh, boy, it turns out I see a lot of movies with Jeffrey Jones in them, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you uh, hate to see wonder it. whose fault that is. He is all over the place. Don't uh, you hate that he's always good when you see him in a movie? You're like, oh, he's really funny. What? Oh. Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, jeez. Oh, is, is yeah. that what we're calling him in Howard the Duck now? Uh, uh, well. We're going with good here? I sure had already blocked that movie out. Yeah, we're talking about Ravenous. But God, anyway. We did an uh, on that. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> Oh, I re- Thanks, Chris. Yeah, so uh, it was your idea. Anyway, um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is, uh, it's really, really good. I can see why everyone likes it. Although you know I B-movie sounded better and better. I, I think Richard Roper called it the greatest movie ever made. I think that's a little bit strong. There are scenes that just simply do not hold up. Uh, it has one of the best cameos ever by Charlie Sheen. Uh, that cracked me up. And uh, some lines that will live with me for a long time. So I really like it. And very easily, the best movie that... Um, uh, what's the lead actor's name? He was in The Lion King, too. <laughs> I forget Jeffrey his... Jeffrey Jones. Not Jeffrey Jones. No, he <laughs> probably was in The, the Lion King. <laughs> he probably was in The Lion King somewhere. He was probably one of the... I'm desperately boys. reaching for a manslaughter joke in my brain, and it's not I know, coming. It's, I apologize to uh, all it's, it's okay, you know, that's... We can't get everything. Matthew Broderick, yes. the I would say the only good movie that Matthew Broderick has ever made besides The Lion King. Because Matthew Broderick's a really bad actor. Oh, wait, wait. I'll, okay, I'll give him the, the Cable Guy, which actually a really good movie. Thank you. Why, why do people not I like him? when he inspects those restaurants. <laughs> I liked him in Jingle All the Way, too. So, <laughs> deeper cut. <enough. laughs> this podcast is a Delta Force. Yeah. <laughs> Parker. <laughs> 
Parker. <laughs> Could you imagine if we had the restraint to not laugh at our own jokes every five seconds? No. no. Uh, it would make the show a thousand times worse, too. Uh, people would just be like, are they insane? All right, so Parker, you like Mystery Science Theater 3000, right? I've heard of it. Okay, well, uh, I am like one of those hardcore psychotic fans, so I was researching some of the cast and like some of the breaking news. Like Chris likes M- MST3K. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you know, bingo. So uh, it turns out Jim Mallon, the guy who uh, helped create and produce and direct the show, uh, directed a little uh, horror slasher movie back in the '80s called oh, no. Blood Hook. And I expected going in there expecting like a movie made for about $12.50 filmed in Minnesota. And I got a movie that was filmed for about $25 in Minnesota. So it was, it was okay. Uh, I've seen worse. I've seen almost every single Friday the 13th movie. So yeah, this one's better. Then I saw a movie that's fucking great. This is okay. So I, a while ago, it was like a couple months ago, I saw They Live in Theaters, right? And part of the Alamo pre-show was uh, they showed some Rowdy Roddy Piper stuff. And Roddy Piper, the same year that They Live came out, made a movie called... Hell Comes to Frogtown. Yeah. This, this is so good. I don't know why I love this so much, but this, this movie fucking rules. Roddy Piper, he's just doing the Roddy Piper voice the entire movie. He's just, maybe you want to make love in the desert full of mutants, but I don't want... He's just doing that on purpose. I love it. It's, it's seriously so much fun. So uh, this one gets a strong recommendation, better than any of the uh, Fallout games, because that's kind of what they're going for, like the atmosphere. <laughs> Um, oh, well, in that case. Yeah, with, yeah, that's it's like the post-apocalyptic, sort of like Mad Max, but with uh, sexy frogs. <clears throat> now we're talking. But, no, really, it's good. Anyway, I also watched... Oh, this is gonna Do be you think that Fury Road ripped this movie off, or the uh, other way around? Uh, it's a <laughs> little bit of column A, a little bit of column two. Anyway, uh, I watched, and Parker's going to laugh at me, the only good Studio Giblets movie. Um it's called Castle in the Sky. Oh, you baited me there. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what did you think uh, I was going to say? Fruits Basket? Castle of Cagliostro? <laughs> no, I haven't seen that one. Uh, I love uh, no. with all my heart. Yeah, Castle in the Sky is its actually really, really good. So credit for you. You made one good movie. Piece of Thank shit. Thank you. Then I, I also watched... <laughs> one more than Alfonso Cuaron has. Oh, there we go. Oh. Anyway, uh... <laughs> In celebration of St. Patrick's Day, you know, there's a whole lot of options. I could watch Boondock Saints, Boondock Saints 2, or Boondock Saints. So I was like, what if there's another movie that's a lot more Irish than that? And I found one, and it's actually really good. It's called The Secret of Kells. It's got beautiful animation, uh, really, really good music, uh, really great story, and blackface. And then I watched Perfect Blue in theaters, which... <laughs> Sorry, hang on. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to rewind that, those whole two sentences. Take that, rewind it back. <laughs> Did someone say the secret slime word? <laughs> <laughs> Your secret slime action is... Putting on blackface. <laughs> See, that's the thing that gets me about it. for the for the first like five ten minutes of the movie. You're like, wow, this is incredible. It took them years to make. It, it took them like a decade to make this movie, and it looks beautiful. And there's Mr. Popo. <laughs> like it looks almost identical to Mr. Gotcha. Popo. Like straight up, almost identical. So. To be fair, I'm pretty sure Mr. Popo is a black guy wearing blackface, so... Oh well, fine. in that case, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know all those black people in Ireland, so. Anyway, no. uh, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> he says whenever he sees a nude woman. Anyway, Alex, have you Oral. ever seen? Oh. <laughs> Alex, have you ever seen Perfect Blue? I can't say that I have, but oh. uh, describe it to me, and maybe I have. Like, 
uh, Perfect Blue is one of the best movies ever made. Unquestionably. Uh, I'd like to say, say more it. like Perfect Movie and just move on to Triple Threat, say, but I like to think I have more. Say the word. Is that the Jessica Alba surfing movie? Shut up. Anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, Perfect Blue is an anime. It's, uh, I saw it at the Alamo, and uh, it's, it's about a uh, Japanese pop singer, and uh, she decides, okay, I'm going to quit pop singing. I'm going to become an actress instead. It's kind of debatable as to whether that's her choice. I think like her PR agency is sort of pushing her to do it. And then uh, mysterious murders keep happening around her. And there's, it's, this is actually listed as a horror movie by a lot of people. It's in They Don't Shoot Zombies or whatever. Uh, I actually do feel like it's more of a psychological thriller. Um, but it's, I, no, I know the obvious joke here. It. But it's really, it's honestly. Perfect movie, I, you I, are I, canceled. No, g- genuinely speaking, I, I don't know if I've seen an anime movie that this good since, I guess, the only other two that are this good are, like, Akira and Your Name. This is, I, I mean, I was just sitting there, like, my <coughs> jaw gave the entire movie. This is seriously, seriously, seriously good. I've so, been meaning uh, to watch it forever, but it just got some big old, like, Shout Factory release, so I was just going to pick that up and watch it instead uh, yeah. of a shitty version I downloaded. Yeah, I watched, it, I watched it with subs, so, you know. <coughs> Would you consider this movie a masterpiece? Good question. Okay, so here's how I usually determine the uh, the use of the word masterpiece. I usually try to save that for movies that were written by the director. And I don't know that this movie was written by the director, so I'm going to go on to IMDb and figure that out right now. Writers, da-da-da-da-da. No. So, uh, no, it's just one of the best movies I've ever seen. Not a masterpiece, though. No. Terminator no, I, 2, I masterpiece. So. Uh, I guess so. Terminator 1, better. Anyways. Uh, well, anyway. Seriously, though, uh, seriously. Okay, if I, if I had to say, I think, Alex, you might like Perfect Blue even more than uh, Parker did. It's, I, I don't know. They, I mean, I can give this it because I can read. Well, You know, just because you're right <laughs> doesn't mean you have to say it. Uh, actually, the, the only bad thing about it is uh, the lights came on in the theater, and I was just like, I was looking at uh, my young female accomplice. I was like, wow, that was really good. Uh, there's like, yeah, this fucking weed couple down in like the front row being like explaining the movie loudly to her compatriots being like well actually during this scene it's all in her head and you can tell because okay dude Jesus so that was the worst part of the movie um, I, boy I, I really really like the movie that's one of the movies that just it sticks with you afterwards and th- the first thing you want to do is you want to watch it again so again the highest recommendation I could possibly give to a movie is Perfect Blue and uh, then, last one here, promise, uh, I watched Triple Threat in theaters. Oh, I'm so jealous. Michael Jai White, Tiger Chen, Tony Jaw, Iku Uwes, Scott Atkins, and they all kick each other and punch each other, and it is so much fun. I want to see it so bad. Now, the plot is basically kind of asinine, so don't really worry about the story. There is a lot of punching and kicking. Not enough. It's not as good as The Raid or The Raid 2, but, I mean, that's a really high standard to hold any movie to. Oh. So I'm really happy I got to see it in theaters. Um, I'm really happy they very clearly cut down the backstory of the lead female actress because uh, her she doesn't punch or kick anyone, so, like, what's the point? Oh, well, those Last Jedi guys got a hold of the script. Nice. Oh, yeah, there we go. Anyway, uh, You know what? Parker. Just because I'm better than Ezra joke doesn't mean you have to <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, summary, I would die for Iko Uwes, and uh, it's, it's really, really good. Um, oh, yeah, there's, okay, so here's the thing. 
I would recommend seeing it in theaters. Usually when I go to, like, an Alamo movie, uh, almost every single time, even though it's, like, they say no talking, but you can, like, react. You can, like, laugh at a joke or something or go, ooh, when something's impressive. Usually when I go, the crowds are always just, like, dead silent. I guess I don't want to get in trouble or something. There is one moment in the movie that made everyone in the uh, kind of crowd here go, oh! Which is, uh, and it wasn't a line. It wasn't a joke or anything, although Michael Jai White is actually pretty funny in this. And Tony Jaw is hilarious. Uh, it's <laughs> there is a moment, and it's an eco ues moment. In fact, that uh, oh, it is a lot of fun. So, uh, highly, 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 highly recommend it if you can see it in theaters. I don't know if this is gonna be direct to DVD or what. So, uh, now that I know you love him so much, it's well, time to make him watch Mile Twenty Two. Oh, I think oh I, God, I mean yes. that's part of my heritage. It's got Mark Wahlberg, right? It's <laughs> true. It's a triple <laughs> agent. It's a triple <laughs> agent. It's incredible. Sean Malkovich has been like three of the worst movies I've seen in the last eight months. <laughs> oh, yeah. should we make him watch uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? <laughs> I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, definitely bad, seen that. Know how bad it is because I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he's just so busy. Anyway, um, after that, I watched Broken Arrow. Uh, let's let Alex go next. All right. <laughs> No. <laughs> so the last time we visited the Netflix algorithm. <laughs> the last time we visited the Netflix algorithm, we had to sit through a movie called Bird Box. We sure yeah. did. <sighs> Guys, I never learn. Oh, no. I never learn. Because when I saw the trailer for Triple Frontier pop up, <laughs> I was like, alright, fine, I have to watch this. You got me, Netflix. Now, I have a question for you guys. You guys think money is bad, right? Like greed and just trying to get as much money uh, as possible. Like it's bad. I'm, I'm at work right now, so no. Well, then this is not the movie for you. Oh. Because boy howdy does it beat that into your fucking head. Now, Ooh. to back up for a minute. This movie starts with Charlie Hunnam talking to a bunch of soldiers and then smash <laughs> I'm cuts. I'm out. <laughs> Smash cuts to Oscar Isaac in a police helicopter flying into a flavella while uh, uh, Metallica plays. Oh my god. Just, you know within 90 seconds. I what fucking hate Netflix. I'm done. <laughs> done this. this movie is just like shooting minorities and dad rock and shooting minorities and dad rock and then the characters yell at each other and then some minorities come so they get shot and then more dad rock plays. Like so there's some CCR, on? there's some CCR song about like wandering through the jungle as they're literally wandering through the jungle. Oh my god! It's the kind of movie that like they find a bunch of money, and I was shocked that they didn't play Money by Pink Floyd. Uh, you know, I was <laughs> really expecting. So over the end credits, they go, "It ain't me, it ain't me." <laughs> we, uh, the first four I songs I heard in this movie on. were Metallica, Fleetwood Mac, CCR, and then Metallica again. So, oh my god. I, I'm just putting it out there. So, Did I go back in time and make this movie when I was 17? <laughs> like you so ever listen to CCR. <laughs> in case you're not familiar with like the setup of this movie, it's these like old military guys. Not like old, old, but they're like, you know, just hitting like retirement age. And Sorry. they're like, oh, we gotta go back and do this job because, you know, we... We gave our, uh, our blood, sweat, and tears for 20 years to our country, and now Ben Affleck can't even put his daughters through school. So we're going to go rob this drug dealer and murder him. But, like, it's cool. 
So Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, Oscar Isaac, the other white guy from Four Brothers, and <laughs> the dude that isn't Matt Damon in The Great Wall. Uh, okay, no. Go down to some nameless, faceless South American country. Chinese. They no. <laughs> raid this. Uh, they raid this drug dealer's house, and they get in there and they're like, "What the fuck? Where's the money at? Where's the money?" And then Ben Affleck looks into the camera and says, "The house is the safe." And they start pulling down the walls, and all of the money sitting in the walls. Oh, it's just like a house. house. Money. Yeah, <laughs> it's a house made of money. In fact, they have so much money, and it weighs so much that they can't get it all in their helicopter. So they scream at each other and then try to take it all anyway. And then, of course, the helicopter breaks because they're not willing to throw the, the money overboard. And they end up in some fucking some fucking cocaine fields with their crashed helicopter trying to get the locals away from their money. One guy pulls out a machete, so Ben Affleck blasts half the village away. <laughs> yeah, it checks out. And then it's like, I gotta protect my money. I gotta protect my money. As you were talking, I clicked on the soundtrack and saw Pantera walk and decided I will never see this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite song. <laughs> so I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let everybody know what happens at the end of this movie. Because, guys, money is bad. Huh, well. So I like other Pink Floyd songs, One too. of these fucking jack-offs from the cocaine fields follows them with the express goal of shooting Ben Affleck in the head. He does so. They all look at each other and go, Well, we can't leave our brother behind. I guess we've got to bury all this money in the fucking mountains now. So instead of the money, they take Ben Affleck's body back. There's more shootouts with brown people. They get to the end, and they all give up their shares of the money to Ben Affleck's family. And money's bad, guys. Just just don't be greedy. Don't so don't try to take 6,000 pounds worth of money in an old Russian helicopter. Guys, it's, it's not good. And more importantly, don't fucking give Netflix your money. No. Because Netflix is horse shit. Yeah, I might have to cancel my account. Here's the only thing I know about Triple Frontier. It's a, it's a bit of an interview that you might have seen. <clears throat> In Triple Frontier, you're playing a former Special Forces soldier, and you worked a lot with a SEAL trainer. What did you learn from that experience? And Charlie Hunter responds, I really love the sense of seriousness of those guys. There's no sense of life being trivial. There's no flippancy, no triviality to those guys. They're just very, very serious. I really enjoy that. I'm a big fan of Jordan Peterson, as are a lot of people right now. He's been quite <laughs> yeah. an internet phenomenon, a card-carrying member of the intellectual dark web. So I'll never be seeing movie. <laughs> Speaking of members of the intellectual dark web, can we talk about Beto O'Rourke's Hacker Club? <laughs> <laughs> Can we please just also draw attention to the fact that he is, in fact, a furry? I'm actually <laughs> recording this podcast standing on my nightstand, looking down upon me. Oh you gotta fuck that cow. He's, oh, jeez. He's absolutely getting the uh, nomination in there. I beat fucking Ted Cruz, you stupid ass. fucking country. <laughs> I'm so there for it. All I want is just somebody getting their dumbass tweets exposed, like piecemeal over the next two months it's all, it's just please the Cory just Booker give me thing someone who's on been his... online for 30 years of their life not knowing they would ever be seeking higher public office and then going ah oh, fuck they found out I stole Morrowind god there's gonna be so many gamer moments in like an election in 10 years <laughs> <laughs> alright so the next movie I watch is a movie that I think Parker's seen called Triangle oh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> so Triangle is a movie about the dumbest person ever caught in the time loop. It's, it's so good. <laughs> the stupidest fucking person I've ever seen. It's, this is ostensibly a horror movie about a bunch of fucking dorks that get shipwrecked. They end up on like a ghost ocean liner where history repeats itself repeatedly. Unless this one girl can murder everyone on the boat. She is laughably incompetent at murder. The whole driving force of the movie is that she's got this autistic son at home who, like, oh, I gotta get back to my son. Oh my I gotta God. get back to my son. I forgot about the end of this movie. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> the twist of this movie is unbelievable, which this movie came out, like, over a decade ago, so fuck you, I'm gonna spoil it. <laughs> she finally gets back home after fucking up the time loop repeatedly, not exactly getting it right this time, she gets back home, and this is when we realize that the entire time she's just been this garbage, abusive parent. So she murders her previous abusive self, and then kills her son in a car wreck, and the movie ends with her getting back on the boat. So what? nothing ever is resolved. Like, my girlfriend hated this movie so much. I was laughing movie... too hard at the reveal that she was abusive to her autistic son. Or <laughs> this is like... <laughs> We find like an hour 20 in like, oh, by the way, she treats her autistic son terribly and she's an awful mother. Gotcha. See, like, what? it might be an effective gotcha if you had any reason to care about this character beforehand, but all she does is just be impossibly stupid at murdering people. She's the only one on the ship that knows where all the guns are. <coughs> and she can't manage to kill four people in like two hours. Don't you love being two steps ahead of the main character for the entire runtime? It's... It's not even... It's like, it's more than two steps. You're like an entire movie ahead of the main character. It's... It's, it's rough. It is an unbelievably frustrating movie to watch, but also fucking hilarious. It was so, so. worth it for the ending for me. I was dying <laughs> in the last ten minutes. <laughs> I did not see it coming. <laughs> like, a movie can be frustrating, but if the finale makes me go, <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you're kidding me. And yeah, I'm good. That's a thumbs up. So then, last but not least, I watched a movie called Croc. <laughs> now, I know crocodiles are not normally my brand, but sometimes you just see a description for a movie and you can't help yourself. Let me go ahead and pull this description up. <laughs> a huge man-eating crocodile terrorizes people near crabby Thailand. Michael Madsen plays a hunter stalking the beast. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> While a local tries to blame a foreign crocodile farm owner for the crocodile's rampage. Now, I know that they've done a lot of movies in, like, foreign countries that don't have the greatest economies to save on, like, production budgets. But this is maybe the first time I've ever seen a movie that they filmed in, like, a foreign country with not a lot of money to save on acting costs. Because I feel like they found, like, the only, like, nine people that speak fluent English in Thailand and just had them talk. Because none of these people sound like real people or actors or fucking anything. Except for my boy Michael Madsen. Oh my god. This movie is, like, legitimately... It's, like, 90 minutes long and 70% of it is teenage melodrama. And yeah. the other 30% is Michael Madsen wearing a Steve Irwin hat trying to chase a crocodile around. <laughs> Is it worth it? Unclear. Let me work it. <laughs> you're welcome. You're, you're welcome. I couldn't stop, could you? Ra ta 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 ta. <laughs> That's not the Garfield voice. 
If you just like Google a couple pictures of Michael Madsen in this movie, you're probably good. Like, other than that, save yourself the ninety minutes of just a bunch of Thai girls like being sad that their friend died. Oh, hold on a second now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God, what is he wearing? Yep, I'm good. That's all I need. That's uh, yep, you're good. All right, Parker, what do you got for us? Oh, before Parker goes, I have one more movie that I watched. I forgot to list it. Uh, this is a Sylvester Stallone movie. Uh, you guys ever seen Over the Top? Buddy. It's Boy, have I. <laughs> Buddy. Yeah, it's the arm wrestling movie. It's, uh, when, when we say that movies are good, there's a lot of different ways that we say good. Uh, some movies I watched were extremely good, and this one is good as hell. So, <laughs> it's... <laughs> well Masterpiece? Yeah, have you ever... Mm, yeah. Actually, no, because... Uh, Sylvester written and directed Stallone. by Sylvester Stallone. Masterpiece. No, I, no, it was only partially written by him, which I'll get back to in a second. Have you ever seen a movie where it looks like they kidnap part of the cast and how they like desperately want to get out of the movie? That's... Uh, Did you just Stallone hear what I described? Right? Buddy, I've got a couple movies. Yeah, yeah, Sylvester Stallone desperately does not want to be in this movie. He is he is so shy, he is practically hiding his face from the camera in every shot, and he's just sort of mumbling through it. Well, that's just the way he talks. But either way, it's uh, it's it's alright, you know. Uh, it didn't really knock my socks. Again, the worst part is that stupid little kid. I don't know. It's, it's Eddie Furlong situation here. Uh, but yeah, the whole turn the hat round backwards, that's really good. But the also is the first uh, arm wrestling match in the entire movie where he's just... He's going in there wide shoulder and everything, completely smaller than everyone else. I don't know why. Uh, I kind of like that. Anyway, Parker, you're going to talk about some little movie or I, something? I have actually one more comment. Oh, I fantastic. I forgot yes. to add on to the, the end of Croc. Yeah. Oh, no. One-Eyed Willie, if you're out there listening and your honeymoon was like this shitty version of Thailand, I feel for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine going on your honeymoon and Michael Madsen just wrangling Crocs around you? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to mention, Michael Madsen's character's name is Croc Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this had to be inspired by Gator McCluskey. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess what he does. Parker, I'm sorry for the 90 minutes you're gonna lose now that you have this information. Damn it! <laughs> Is it streaming? It's on Prime, buddy. Okay. Damn it! You can't just release that information out there like he's not going to go watch it immediately. <laughs> Speaking the of how CGI is going. so bad, <laughs> but Michael Madsen is Hawkins. so not CGI. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Croc Hawkins. <laughs> Croc Hawkins. God, fuck it, damn it. Crash Bandicoot. Fuck it, I'm throwing it down, Parker. You're watching Gator for next week. No. No, no, Gator is not Croc, don't worry. Oh. <laughs> but it's a 70s movie, so. What if I watch Croc instead on accident? You can watch both, it's fine. He's I giving you permission, won't. Parker. Oh, thanks, I... man. I appreciate it. Parker will fucking love the first hour of Gator. He's he'll he'll identify with it. I think, a cro- I think Gator is just the way that Parker's life goes nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Poorly. Uh, Parker just sitting in a car on his way to work as so. some man says, uh, so here's the thing about the blacks. <laughs> but. 
<laughs> Any more croc news for me? So, Broken Arrow. What the fuck? No, whatever. <laughs> I just like that we interrupted you like three this times. Garbage. <laughs> okay, before I get to the movies, I have to say. You're interrupting so yourself. I, no, I'm at work, right? I open yeah. YouTube, I'm trying to kill some time, and what do I see? Smash Brothers Salt compilation. I'll click on that. The rest of my day was spent watching people rage quit Smash because there is nothing in this world funnier than someone just like so angry they can't even speak, just winding that cord around their controller furiously and stomping off. Oh my god, you said salt compliment, compliment, compilation. I heard saw compilation and thought Me it was too. Smash Brothers characters getting murdered. Oh my god. Yeah, I thought that was just like they, they put like it's the just salt master down hand with a mask on game, one of his fingers. <laughs> And it's like someone getting, like, I don't know, like, chainsawing or, like, sawing their own leg off, and that's, like, Josh falling off a ledge in a battle. (laughs) (laughs) So our good friend told me to watch a movie called Await Further Instructions. God, yes. I hated every second of it. So here's the premise. (laughs) It takes place in the UK. Uh It's Christmas Day. The whole family's getting together. The head of the family... It's the guy who played Filch in the Harry Potter movies, and he's just this old racist piece of shit. One of the sons comes in, what do you know? He has an Arab wa- girlfriend. It goes poorly. There's a bunch of arguing. Everyone's a horrible actor. All they do is bicker, and they all make the worst decisions. They wake up the next day. They're trapped in the house. Together? What? And then instructions come on the TV. And the instructions keep getting crazier and crazier. And guys, I got something to throw at you. What if listening to the TV is bad? <gasps> what if that's the entire movie? Oh, what no. if your computer was <laughs> is, a phone? Is this TV giving crazier and crazier instructions and then following it? It's like, well, guys, it's like friggin' Black Mirror over here. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like an hour and ten minutes of what if t- television is the real monster? And then spoilers, the television is a literal alien monster. <laughs> I, I uh, legit thought you were going to say, "What if the telly was in the boot of the car, mate?" Isn't it? <laughs> I oh, I was so mad because I keep bearing because I remember he told me like the ending is so fucking stupid. I was laughing so hard, so I'm just trudging through it. Like I almost <laughs> turned it off ten minutes in because it's like, oh, cool, racist bickering. I'm watching a day after a bunch of people just got murdered. Cool. Maybe I shouldn't watch this movie. No, it's fine. My good friend said it'd be funny. And then the TV's an actual monster, and then they all die. But there's a hilarious scene, and now I know why he told me to watch it. Because one of the women is pregnant, and the TV monster puts, like, tentacles around her. And then the body just melts down to a skeleton. It's the funniest looking thing I've ever seen. Wait a second. Was there a baby skeleton within the skeleton? And then the baby's just born. And now, oh, hey, hey, mate, check this out. What if the television was your mom? (laughs) (laughs) Roll credits. You got (laughs) him. Fucking garbage. So, I needed some self-care. So I did a double feature to cleanse my soul and make my life a little better. Cobra and Commando, back-to-back, folks. Ooh, it is one of the most powerful evenings I've ever had. Good gravy, I'm jealous. Commando, like, 
there's a lot fantastic about that movie, but I think it's the little things that really just cement it. Like, mm-hmm. there's the scene where he needs to hide in her car, so he just casually rips the seat out and then lays down. It's shit like that that's so fucking funny. It's funny because even when he's sitting on the, the no seat part of the passenger side, he's still taller than Radon Chong. <laughs> I love it so much. I could watch that movie once a week and never fucking get tired of it. it it's weird that we haven't done an episode on that one yet because it seems like it's almost crying out for a real deal it's, sex appeal take on it. It'll happen. But the thing is, it's also basically a perfect movie. Like, what what is a criticism yeah, it's, of it's a kind of too good. What am I supposed yeah. to make fun of? Yeah. Like, I'm what, here for the memes. I mean, everyone fucking... You gotta love Sully in that movie. Oh, my God. I love everyone. I love <laughs> Bennett more than I've ever loved anyone. Like, you can just look at him and tell, like... Oh, you weren't supposed to play that role. Oh <laughs> no, he through. is. He is just poured into that outfit. <laughs> I uh, should we uh, get a different costume? Nah, looks good. <laughs> Let off some steam. I mean, how do you not like this movie? I mean, it's just fantastic. I, I mean, this. Oh boy, it, 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 they're, they they're fighting in the motel, and that one couple's filming a porno next to them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching that scene. I'm like, I want to live in that motel room. That stupid glass fixture in the middle of the room. <laughs> now, Chris, have you seen Cobra? I have not seen Cobra. How have you not? Oh, okay. That's fine. Uh, okay. Okay, so this makes me happy because I get to ask you, hey, Chris, yeah. why is he called Cobra? <laughs> if he must hunt cobras. I, I think that has to be it because after after seeing Gator McCluskey and after <laughs> seeing after hearing about Croc Hawkins, this dude must be the greatest cobra hunter in Louisiana. So we were looking for his last name is Cobretti. <laughs> oh, well, I was close. It's fucking Cobretti. And his assistant, his like partner in crime, who looks exactly like John Taffer from Bar Rescue. Oh, good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Parker, I want you to play a little game whenever the next time you see this movie is, which will probably be within the next month. Mm-hmm. I want you to track his sunglasses on versus sunglasses off time and how much of it is indoors versus outdoors. Because <laughs> he spends the entire opening scene in a dark, dingy grocery store with his sunglasses on. And then takes them off when he gets outside in the sun to ride his motorcycle. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking good. I love it's just so bonkers. So red. So much red lighting. It makes so much sense that his son made Mandy. Because you're like, oh yeah. I yeah. definitely see the aesthetic here. So Chris, uh, you'll be watching that in the near future. Okay. Guys, now, sometimes you learn that a movie exists... And you know it's going to be the worst thing you've seen all year, but you watch it anyways because you feel obligated. <laughs> this movie is called Among the Shadows. Here's the, here's the plot here. Okay. So Lindsay Lohan is a vampire. Uh, she knows about this one. <laughs> she hires a werewolf private investigator because she thinks another werewolf <sighs> wants to kill her husband, yeah. who is the president werewolf of the European Federation. So John Travolta and Christian Slater play really here's well. Here's the thing. So this movie with the vampire Lindsay Lohan and werewolf starts with text 2019 Brexit 2020 Frexit and I laughed <laughs> so fucking hard I had to pause it <laughs> wait a second that's actually like the funniest thing I've heard all week <laughs> that's the funniest <laughs> nothing has made me laugh harder than Frexit <laughs> sounds like a dank tweet <laughs> <laughs> it's so good 
it should be illegal for a movie with that plot to be as absurdly boring as it is. It is that's... unwatchable, but I had to do it for the content. That's the funniest. Oh, God, it's worth it for that. I hope that's on a list or something just for fixing. <laughs> it was worth we'll it one, dude. just worry. to see where a werewolf dies in the opening scene and the main character, whose last name is Wolf, get it, goes to a werewolf <laughs> a bar and the werewolf bartender says, another wolf has passed on, raise him. And he raises his shot glasses and you just hear a bunch of people howling off camera. Oh my god. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so it's like somebody saw what we do in the shadows and went, yeah, but what if we did it unironically? What if it was actually a political thriller with the worst werewolf effects ever? Brexit. Oh my I god. I don't think anyone even transforms. They just have glowing eyes. Oh, good. Oh. I felt so bad for Lindsay Lohan. Like, she... Hope everything's going alright, buddy. Because she... You want to talk about a person not wanting to be in a movie. I mean, but, she doesn't have much choice about what she does nowadays. I mean... So, uh, y'all might know St. Patty's Day was a couple days ago. Oh, Faith McGorda. Now, Chris, you remember decades later, on the anniversary of the original, they put out a new Halloween and brought back Jamie Lee Curtis as a direct sequel to the original. Yeah, what a good idea. Did you know they brought back Leprechaun? <laughs> but here's the thing. Is he in the they hood? Get, they did not get Warwick Davis, nor Jennifer Aniston. What? The one person they got back from the original Leprechaun was the fat guy who played Francis from <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he didn't die of diabetes? He is... He looks alive. Uh, sort of. They got oh, that guy back. Oh my god. He, I really thought he died. He must have had a heart attack after <laughs> that first movie was made. It's... It's rough. I, I, I mean, mean, it's a one-star movie. You knew you were not going to get Jennifer Anderson back. She hated that first movie. You think? Yeah, she does not like being reminded that she was in it, so... Whose fault is that? Exactly. Uh, Leprechaun Returns, folks. It is a one-star movie through and through, but, like, when it gets to kills, the gore is surprisingly good for a movie that looks like it was shot for $4 with people you've never seen before. So, you know, lowered expectations. Uh, Parker, serious question here. What are your thoughts on the original Leprechaun? Uh, it looks like a movie that was supposed to be made for kids, and then they were like, oh shit, you should add some blood at the end, so people will see it. Because it is the most baby-friendly horror movie I've ever seen. I mean, you say that, it's a, I don't know, I think, I think it's a little bit uh, gory in some places. You know, he's like hopping on that guy with a pogo stick. If he's you like told me that every single it. gore scene was shot like a month after they finished the movie, oh, yeah, I would yeah. believe you. It's definitely, there's definitely that. I, you, everyone knows I would 100% believe scary. it was like written and shot as like a goosebumps kind of thing and then they were like but what if I made it R rating and then people would rent it a blockbuster and I, I make seven more of them this, this sounds weird coming from me I think the movie's a little bit underrated I think Jennifer Aniston actually does a really good job in that movie mostly because she's an actual good actress well at least she was good in something yeah well <laughs> boy that you're not a Jennifer Aniston guy uh, no, I just wanted to meme. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think she's uh, she's really good in that. I actually think the little kid is pretty decent in it. Um, the fat guy can fuck off. Um, but, Don't worry, uh, he does 40 years later. <laughs> evidently, yeah. I think it's uh, a decent story. There's a lot of stuff where it's like so bad it's good. Where the what, What's with the pot where he has to, he has to shine everyone's shoes? Uh, like it's... impulsively shine everyone's shoes or something like that? Like Those that's, movies that's are bad, silly. but uh, I mean... 
you put, I put myself back as being a kid. If I'm at home on a Sunday and there's a marathon on Sci-Fi Channel, it's oh, yeah. definitely staying on TV. He's got his own Leprechaun Mario Kart thing going on there. I'm not going on my way to watch a Leprechaun movie, but I'm not turning him off either. But like, fuck you, Lucky Charms. That's a pretty good ending line. I, you know, I could have watched that for St. Patrick's Day. You should have. You could have. Uh, I could have. Instead, I watched a movie with blackface in it. So. All Saints Day. Who would have known that the Irish were racist? Anyway, Parker, what else <laughs> did you watch? The last thing I watched was, this was just at the library, so I checked it out. The Others with Nicole Kidman. I remember you whoa, saying whoa, hold you fucking hold hate uh, that uh, movie. Wait, 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 wait. Bullshit. You were at the library doing what? Jacking it. <laughs> <laughs> Free Wi-Fi, baby. <laughs> I remember you saying like you fucking hated the ending to this movie. Or am I remembering that wrong? Which movie? The Others. Oh, yeah. Okay. I... I don't even remember most of the plot. The, the plot is that the kids are allergic to sunlight or something. Yeah, I was surprised. I actually kind of really dug it. Oh, yeah. Look, I was probably watching it under, like, a bad experience. I don't know. Like, my, my parents rented it, and I watched it with uh, my brother and maybe... I think my sister was in bed or something like that. It came out in, what, 2000? Something and like that. we heard it was really, really good, right? We heard it was, like... What was it nominated for Oscars Always or something? Always the kiss of death for a movie you watch with your family. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, we were just waiting the lady for it at the to get store good. Said it was really good. Like, well, oh, the other no. thing is, well, the other thing was like it's a PG thirteen horror movie. We weren't allowed to watch R rated stuff, and we rented it from John's Video. We we were really well, at excited. Least you're not going to hell, dude. Well, there's that, too. We uh, we were like, oh, this is going to be really good. You know, really excited. We were, we were just kind of bored throughout the entire thing. And uh, I, I don't know. I think it was just... Uh, Mom was like, yeah, I kind of felt like a B movie. And my brother came up with a really good one. Uh, I actually wrote this one down. Yeah, B for boring. Got him. Yeah. So, uh, Take that, Nicole Kidman. The stand-up career is going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was that Nicole Kidman in it? That was Nicole Kidman, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was. I don't know. What what, what was the, the twist? I forgot the, the twist. Again, they're allergic to sunlight, which I don't know. Spoilers, I just like everyone's stupid. dead. Oh. There's hella ghosts. Oh. A lot of people are ghosts. Oh. It's not really supposed to be a twist like, ah, oh, gotcha. Like, you're, you can piece it together. It's not um, supposed to be a big reveal. It's, I it's good. I like spooky haunted house movies. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, if you liked it, that's fine. I, I, the thing is, I watched it in like what two thousand one. I bet if I went back and rewatched it with like a fresh mind and more appreciation for like how movies are made, I'd probably enjoy. it. I had it on the background while just cleaning, and I ended up just like focusing on it for the last hour or so. That feels like a focus on it movie. Yeah, I was not expecting like, oh, this will be all right, and then I don't know. Speaking of ghosts, (laughs) is always good. Speaking of focusing on it. The bad guy in 12 rounds is driving around in a fire truck, <laughs> pressing buttons on a remote control and watching buildings explode. So, Parker, you're going to need to watch this again. <laughs> is, 12, is the Marine the one with Robert Patrick as the bad guy? It's Terminator yes. 2. <laughs> I watched it. Also Wayne's World. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite cameos. That's so good. All right, let's Frexit this conversation, folks. <laughs> Talk about broken <laughs> Oh, I just put on my new Twitter bio, I guess. <laughs> I should make that my header. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually exciting. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't say it when you said that. This is the one where the bad guy's little finger. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh is that geez. streaming anywhere? <laughs> I hope so. Okay, uh, without further ado, let's talk about Broken Arrow. Now... 
Parker, this was apparently your bright idea. Um, Correct. Why? Well, what was what was your thoughts on assigning this to us? First I'm, of all, I'm glad you guys liked my suggestion. I mean, yeah, I mean, your suggestion was pretty good, Parker. Uh, I just I hadn't it. seen it. We done face off, or we've seen face off a thousand times. We did hard mm -hmm. target. We talked about Mission Impossible two back when uh, Fallout came out, and this is like one of the big ones that I'd never seen before. And it's John Travolta as a fucking Air Force bomber. Like, yeah. Well, the I, I, more bad. importantly, how long is in this movie? But a uh, so quick I, word on it. the director is John Woo, uh, who you gotta love. I have to admit, I didn't know that he directed this until I just put it on. I had to like rush to get home and like just rent it on uh, PS4. So uh, yeah, gotta love John Woo. No dubs in this movie, unless I miss something. That's a possibility. The great um, thing about John Woo is that even if you don't know he's the director, after you've watched for twenty minutes, you go, "Oh, this is a John Woo movie," and you're right one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> The moment in this movie that you know it's a John Woo movie is when fucking John Travolta and Christian Slater are sitting in the bomber and it does the hard cut to John Travolta's eyes as they dart to the side. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, what's up, John Woo? <laughs> um, there's a lot to love about this movie. Uh, I think one of the main draws here is obviously John Travolta, who is... Uh, apparently, when he has a director like John Woo, he can just basically get away with whatever performance he wants, and sometimes that's a really, really good thing. Because... I mean, it's tough to kind of uh, quantify John Travolta as an actor. Every once in a while, he'll give you a really stupid performance like Gotti, and you just love that uh, accent and you make fun of it. But every once in a while, he'll turn in an actually really, really good performance. You're like, oh, shit, this guy has chops, you know? Uh, this movie is a little bit of in-between. He, I think he's kind of given, like, the freedom to sort of, like, invent this character, and he just, he just does things that I know John Woo wasn't thinking of, because uh, John Woo is a sentient human being. This dude went to Xanadu and came back. It's like, I have some thoughts. And uh, that explains why he's got this huge smile on his face whenever he talks to the bad guy from Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> he spends the entire movie, like, before he delivers line, looking like he just thought of a sick joke he can't wait to tell. <laughs> he's just like, wait till they hear that blackface joke on the tonight's episode. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing about this entire performance is the one and only scene where he has a southern twang. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he should work with John Woo more often, because John Woo, I don't think, speaks great English. So it's just like... I don't know, I'll just go with it, I guess. That's, that's what y'all sound like, right? Sure. Yeah, I, I think he. I think his only advice to John Travolta is just like, more intense or something like that. And Travolta's just like, well, I guess I can give it to you as intense as I can get. You know what? And he'll just two for do two. that. <laughs> Between this and Face Off, uh, I think we can call it success. I mean, Face Off, that, I'm, it is very, very strange that we have not done an episode on that. The only reason I guess we haven't is that... Uh, I guess I everyone's we were already saving said, it for uh, an anniversary, anniversary or something. Don't all set number 100, buddy. It's coming. Don't worry. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's that. Uh, well, according to the listeners, this is probably like episode 45. Well, so. <laughs> uh, it's a different time scale. So, um, anyway. I might adapt when I said that. There's also Christian <laughs> Slater in this, uh, doing his best hey, Jack, just his uh, you know, normal Jack Nicholson impression, because that's the that's, only thing he knows how to do. You guys remember Christian Slater? It's unreal that like Christian Slater had a real career as an actor. It is like, unreal. It's so He's cool. Just fucking to horrible in everything. Just to do true romance and be like, all right, I can do like a decade's worth of movies off this. He was in the fucking what was it called? The Wizard, that movie about the autistic Nintendo kid. Called the him Power Girls. Yeah, right yeah, of course. 
yeah. He was in that with, uh, what was it, Bo Bridges or something like that? I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's, like, there, there's that. That's what I recognize him from. Also, the the lead actress. You know what I recognize her from? The Super Mario Brothers movie, yep, future same. episode. Yeah, that's, <laughs> when you said that earlier, when you're like, I'll talk about it on the podcast, I'm like, oh, yeah, he knows. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just, it's, oh, my God, that's Daisy. Which, weird, because they, why not call her Princess Peach? Whatever. I don't even fucking care, man. Um, also, I'm not going to correct him. We have to talk him. about him. It, it does, in fact, have the bad guy from the Shawshank Redemption. That's not who I'm talking about. It does, in fact, have Howie Long. Uh, I used to watch this with my dad, and I saw Howie Long on this. Now I have so this is the only note I wrote down here for this. When Howie Long, it's towards like the beginning of the movie, so you can only see like his face and his jawline because he's wearing like a helmet or something. You can't see the flat top, uh, which is what he's well known for. You know what he looks identical to? <laughs> He looks identical to Johnny Sins when he's in the military. <laughs> That's a pull. That's the first thing I... Man. Way to call your shot. I'm proud of you. Yeah. It looks just like him. So, uh, I mean, he's had a number of careers. Uh, defensive lineman for the Raiders. That was a really good porno. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, so, yeah, he's, okay, again, honestly, I actually think he's part of the fun of this movie is because he does at some point three different accents, uh, regional accents. Uh, one of them is the Fox NFL Sunday countdown voice. Uh, the other accent is he does a momentary southern twang for uh, an instant. I do not know why. He's from Boston, so <laughs> it doesn't even make sense. Of course you'd know that. Oh, you better believe it. And uh, one of he's one of ours. Anyway. Uh, and then yeah. there's, uh, he does some other voice where it's just not even like, I think it's just like the generic military jarhead voice, you know? So he just switches between these three and, uh, John Woo's okay with it. He's like, yeah, all white guys talk like that. Who cares? So, uh, <laughs> your favorite part of the movie, Parker? I mean, I really enjoyed the cold open with the boxing match with the worst fake punches. Oh yeah, those just straight up like a foot away from his face. So I, I watched that part right after I got back from Triple Threat, which has some of the best choreographed fight scenes I've ever seen, to whoosh, and they do like a little sound effect every single time. It's like barely grazing his nose or something. Like, why would you put that in slow motion? Because <laughs> he's John Woo. That's fair. What kind of question yeah, is that? Everything in this movie is in slow motion. Oh, Most guys, of it doesn't weird. Need, it Zack doesn't Snyder's speed ramping. That's John Woo, I feel like, I can't prove this, but I feel like he must have invented the cigarette flick. Ooh, that's actually, you know what, I, okay, you have a really good point for that one, because when he kills the guy from the, uh, from Shawshank Redemption and then sets off the nuke, and then very, very, very slow motion dramatically flicks his cigarette out of that Jeep, you're right, he absolutely invented that. Humphrey Bogart may have been doing it before, but John Woo invented it. John Woo invented it. We oh, give yeah. credit where credit is due in this podcast. <laughs> and speaking of credit where credit is due, thank you. Naming, naming the fucking train company, like the the name on the side of the fucking train being National Regional, was like actually the <laughs> hardest I laughed in this movie. Because <laughs> that, that is one. That's fucking good. incredible. <laughs> I'm really, like general really specific from Sheep in the Big City. <laughs> Sean Woo made all these like classic movies. They're like, hey, come to America. We'll give you these huge budgets. He's like. All right, here's hard target. Go fuck yourself. And then they just kept giving him more money until they got to win talkers. They're like, actually, you know what? We're done. You can go back. Well, I think Face Off made a decent amount of money, right? 
Face Off is a masterpiece and it should is. have won every uh, award. We, could you not use that word so often? We're trying to move away from it. I anyway, stand by so. what I said. Yeah, so <laughs> Face Off deserves it. Yeah, I will I also I'm, sign off on Face Off being a masterpiece. I mean... It's a two and a half hour right movie that's three hours. Also, two of the three people in this podcast don't overuse that word, so it's fine. Ah, but I only use it. I overuse incredible. Learn the lore, idiot. Yeah. I think everyone here loves Face Off. Uh, Nicolas Cage says it's his best movie. Um, so, can't say he's, he's good wrong. Taste. Um, so, the premise of Broken Arrow, which I suppose we should get to one of these days, is. Uh, <laughs> Well, might as well just say it like this. John Travolta steals a, a stealth bomber that has a nuclear bomb, and he uses it, a couple of nuclear bombs, I think, and he uses it to threaten America. And Christian Slater <laughs> and the military has to stop him. Howie Long is on. Uh, yes, is we on know. John Travolta. He's there. I. Can't get over. I mean, you would think he was in a movie that was titled the Howie Long movie. It might as well be called. It was unclear until this point. It's the (laughs) subtitle of the movie. It was the PAL version. (laughs) 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 Uh, Which, first of all, this is an actual really, really good premise. Just the idea. I actually didn't know what the premise of this movie is because every single time it's on, my dad's watching. I'm like, I'll just leave the room. Uh, so for him to just say one of our nukes got stolen, I was just like, whoa! All of a sudden, I am locked in. I put my phone down. I'm just like. I kind of want to see how this plays out, and this is actually a pretty decent plot. It's a, it's a good, at least it's a good setup, you know. And a this, strong setup yeah. will get you a lot farther than almost any other like actual good movie, you know. This, this plot would have been way more effective on me if the first four seasons of Twenty Four didn't rip it off about seventeen times. There's that, but it's been so long since I've watched Twenty Four that I've basically. Oh, Twenty Four is like a seminal part of my upbringing. Oh, like, as well it ought to be. <laughs> Okay, new side podcast. (laughs) Every episode of 24. (laughs) Uh, Listen, I will absolutely do it in like a month and a half or so if we want to put away the time and just talk about season one of 24 and see where it goes. Can't wait for it to be edited by 2023. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we going to, what would we call that podcast? The TV show without Howie Long? I, I will not. We're gonna be using that name a lot. (laughs) It's been like three hours. I'm done with this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so how would we describe uh, we, I think we've already talked about John Travolta in this movie but we should talk about him even more because there's a whole lot of things that but he's also, doing but also always <laughs> he, like, he's playing it decently straight you know he's just being John Travolta and I'm right down like man there's a lot of banter back and forth and then he turns tries to shoot Christian Slater in the face and he, at that point he decides like I'm gonna be a '60s Batman villain now. This is, <laughs> this is what I'm doing the rest of the movie. That's a really I'm good one. Yourself. Yeah, actually. Uh, the, you know, the other thing about him is that uh, there, there was one where he was like, "Ah, I like it." Shows initiative, you know, while they just like threw a grenade at each other or something. Uh, I was like, "Yo, we'll set off the nuke." I like it. Uh, <laughs> is it before or after he hits that bad guy from Shawshank Redemption, who probably has a name, but I don't remember it? Uh, hits him in the throat with, I guess, a flashlight or something. <laughs> then he looks at him and goes, "Hush." Hush! <laughs> so good. <laughs> my favorite my thing favorite about John Travolta, and I'm starting to realize this the more and more like Travolta movies I see, is that he just talks like the serious version of Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. I could see him as Will Ferrell's character in Blades of Glory if Blades of Glory was like a drama. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I think he might be onto something there. <laughs> oh, 
okay, I need to be alone with my thoughts for like ten minutes and just Parker, this whole movie. Parker, we need to talk about. Remember when I? <laughs> when, wait, one of us. I don't remember what was it. One of us watched. I think Christmas with the Cranks or something. I sure did. Yeah, you watched Christmas <laughs> with the Cranks, right? And I brought up. I I brought up Dan Aykroyd in it, and your only response was his head is so big. <laughs> <laughs> Easter Island ghost hunting motherfucker. <laughs> Easter Island. <laughs> now that we're talking about big heads and attached to them big faces, Travolta, how, how did that happen? Like, That's where he keeps all the acting power. You know how there was that story about how like Marshawn Lynch was a twin, but like he ate the other baby in the womb? <laughs> I feel like John Travolta did that, but he only ate the face part. When I was born, <laughs> the doctor <laughs> named me Baby Eater. I had a strong dad. <laughs> I had a strong brother. Not strong enough. <laughs> His head is... It's fucking incredible. It's a fucking heavenly body. You got a big-ass <laughs> fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was this movie before... I think this was before Battlefield Earth. Not okay. a future episode. I'm pretty sure that's on Netflix. And uh, what? I, Why? I almost watched it because I've I've made it almost two decades since that that came out in like 2000. I've made it this yeah, long without good. seeing it. Uh, Thanks about, about time. I've I've seen it before. Um, it's. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we finish? Uh, what okay. happened in 12 rounds, buddy? <laughs> oh, buddy, 12 rounds is over, and now we're watching fucking Bulletproof Monk. And God, one of the monks has a there. monkey, and I asked if it was the same monkey from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the same monkey that watched Jason Biggs come in his pants, right? <laughs> the monkey, wait, the monkey from Friends? You mean the monkey from Ed? <laughs> yeah, dude, the same monkey. Straight up, Ed might be the worst movie that I have been forced to watch on this podcast. Like, you're I welcome. Know that I had to watch Knock Knock, and that was horrendous. Parker, I believe games. he just threw the challenge flag in your but face. As far as like actual quality of movie, Ed is almost unwatchable. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> oh, thank God, this movie has Nazis. Oh well. Oh, that reminds me, Parker. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite lines from uh, Frisky Dingo that uh, Josh does not pull out nearly enough, and whatever he does, it's always a banger. Hey, thanks, Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm ecstatic. To, I know we're not talking about the movie at all, but I'm ecstatic to announce that there's a new John Travolta movie called Trading Paint that stars John Travolta and Michael oh, Madsen. Yes. Oh my God! Uh, does that say Shania Twain? That's a. <laughs> <laughs> At, at this point, their heads are so big that I'm not going to be able to tell them apart. Oh my god, they are fucking panoramic. <laughs> oh, this is going to be painful. So, uh, we should have painful. some other notes at some point on uh, I feel bad Broken for not Arrow. talking about Broken Arrow, because Broken Arrow is incredible. Oh, we yeah. have plenty of time to talk about Broken Arrow, buddy. Why are we taking <laughs> our time, though? Okay, I'd like to keep this short. I'd like to edit this. This episode's going to take three weeks to, epi- to uh, yeah, anyway. I'm trying it's to fine. knock them all out tonight or something. I don't know. Uh, here's the thing uh, with Broken Arrow is the plot... Chris, if you edit all three of these episodes tonight, I will deposit three hours in your content bank. Like that's enough of them. Just a goddamn minute, Rondell. <laughs> you do realize what I could do with these three hours. I do. Uh, nothing that will make Parker watch him any faster. Hey. Uh, what, ep- what level of Silent Hill are you on? 
I'm in that fucking school. Yep. You're still okay. Yeah, the first level. That's cool. Uh, what season first of the movie. Avatar? It's basically the same thing. What what season of Avatar right now? I am halfway through disc two. Oh, of what? The first season. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guys, this movie rules. I'm so glad it's just. Yeah. <laughs> Jokes on you for watching Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Guys, no, you don't understand. The Nazis just stole the giant temple horn from the temple in Tibet. Now they're just blowing it in their faces. Now they have to put that monkey together. The one from that, <laughs> not from Anyway. <laughs> when you put the monkey together, Ross and Rachel will finally get back together. They were on a break. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Man. Okay. Reaction. Um, <laughs> a lot of heated emotions going on right now. So let's... Listen, I've made my stances clear on that. <laughs> that you're a Kramer. <laughs> no, anyway. I've, I've edited my Facebook status once in six months. I saw it, yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you think Ross and Rachel weren't on a break, you're not an adult. <laughs> I mean, they both agreed that... Broken Arrow, the howie long movie... <laughs> where John Travolta steals a P-23 with a nuke. At one point, a nuke actually goes off in the movie. This is like, you, you honestly, you don't see that in a lot of movies. What's the only other one you see that in a movie? Grave of the Fireflies? You know, the oh actually Deep impact the, count. First of all, they deserve it. Second of all, the, oh the nuke God. actually goes off underground, and uh, which, I have to admit, wasn't really sure what I was expecting. Well, look, here's the thing. If all of those people in Hiroshima just knew that they could swim in a river for two and a half minutes and get away scot-free from the nuke, then maybe we wouldn't have anime. I don't know why, but you just... <laughs> you're going to say if all the people in Hiroshima had one last wish before the bomb dropped, and it was to say the N-word. <laughs> would it be okay? Oh my god, the monkey from Friends just killed a Nazi. This movie rules. This Who could forget the tragedies at Hiroshima and Nagasaki long movie? <laughs> <laughs> Nagasaki's a real N-word. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, a, a nuke goes off and you look and you're like, oh, there's still 40 minutes left. Uh, <laughs> that does not happen often. That's that line in uh, Office Space. Not gonna, not, gonna, not gonna drink sake anymore. Anyway. <sighs> Sorry. Saki to me dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the he okay, actually the, the cool thing about the nuke scene is when it goes off is uh, it takes forever for that countdown. That's the longest ten seconds of my life. Uh, the other thing is like uh, there's a police helicopter that's up to this guy saying, Throw out your weapons for like twenty times, they just never throws down the weapons. And it's like, <laughs> okay, just wait, just wait, just wait. The nuke rocks his uh, Jeep up and ground and it somehow blows up the fucking helicopter that's in midair. <laughs> I was literally writing down like, This movie's not too crazy yet, and then as soon as I hit enter Christian Slater just fucking shoots that helicopter pilot with a pistol. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite things about that uh, helicopter crashing bit is when it goes down, it's going like face first into the ground, or nose first, I guess. And it's one by one, the uh, propeller blades hit the ground and go blink, plunk, blink, plunk, and just break off. <laughs> my favorite thing about that scene where the helicopter gets taken by the nuke is that fucking <laughs> the bad guy from Shawshank is looking out of like the window of that Humvee going, what are we going to do about that gunship? And by gunship, he means one of those helicopters that Elon Musk thinks that poor people fly. <laughs> Why do people like Elon Musk? <laughs> You'll be finding out. 
once we watched the meme variety hour with PewDiePie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I'll watch it too. Oh, good. Well, it at doesn't. least we have some solidarity here. At least I can trust you, you to actually watch something. Unlike Next week's episode, the entire PewDiePie catalog. Uh, no. that's, that's like 800 hours. Or something. Alright, two know. weeks from now. PewDiePie. That dude uploads a video every single day. They're all really good, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he, he yells while watching videos. Sometimes he have heated broken arrow moments. <laughs> so actually there there is a line about the as soon as they say the title broken arrow it's a term that we use whenever one of our nukes gets stolen and giles responds with uh oh, hold on hold on chris who says that line uh the defense secretary or something <laughs> <laughs> Dumb ass. oh was that him the oh, every oh, single pentagon scene i didn't was see between... him Fucking Red Foreman and the other guy from Super Troopers that runs the Highway Patrol. I couldn't tell that was him because he was wearing the glasses. <laughs> this is real good. If and you take my nukes, I'm going to put my foot in your ass. <laughs> their liaison who's like giving them information just looks like a shittier version of Mark Wahlberg. I, I was going to say Michael J. Fox, but yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more of a Michael J. Fox. So he says, I was like, I don't know what's worse, that name or the fact that we have to use it or that, it, that it's a situation that happens so often that we have to use that term. Uh, I'm pretty sure the guy Red Foreman actually said I don't know like, about you guys a, but I'm really glad we didn't situation. have shaky hands on the nuclear codes God almighty <laughs> You gonna be okay? So I'm just clawing at my own face Lord Lord <laughs> That's all right, because I know nobody's going to hear this until 2027. That's, yeah. I'm going to upload it. It's just going to be that part. I'm going to put it at the end. Yeah, you'll show me. You'll spite oh. us all by uploading the podcast. People will definitely listen talking. all the way to the end. You Thank know. God, I'm not the one saying the horribly offensive thing this time. <laughs> this time. <laughs> Give it 25 seconds. This is my year. I'll shake, rattle, and <laughs> <laughs> His helicopter wouldn't have caught on fire. <laughs> I got one of those new ice shaker bottles, you know. I didn't know he went to Antarctica. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, so, Broken Arrow ends at some point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I miss when we recorded late all the time. <laughs> Can we talk about how the end of this movie has the funniest puppet work I've ever seen in my life? <laughs> when that nuke hits John Travolta and he just cuts into a giant John Travolta puppet that flies <laughs> out the train. Holy <laughs> fucking <laughs> I love practical effects so oh, fucking oh, much. Oh, you have to love practical effects. Especially in the year of our Lord and Savior, 1996. Oh my god, it was... <laughs> like, it's... Like on fucking SNL, where they'll just cut to a giant doll being just thrown off a cliff. But it's the climax of this hundred million dollar action movie. <laughs> this fucking tunes is a driving cat looking motherfucker. <laughs> explodes in a nuclear warhead. National, regional. <laughs> National, like, regional. 
How we long dies with a Wilhelm scream, you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, that wait, is that really the Wilhelm scream? Isn't it uh, the other kind of It's the other one. Yeah, I didn't know what it was called. I didn't feel like Googling it. Yeah, it's, it's one of the other ones. I just know that that's like the scream that they used on, uh, what's the Escape from Horrorland video game? <laughs> Jesus. I don't know. It's it, That's just, the thing. It's, it's been in almost everything. You know? I love that we got this far without mentioning that fucking prospector getting shot at the beginning on top of the bonfire. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I just remembered, like, they roll up, and the guy's like, oh, how bad's the fine for this? He's like, it's really expensive, and then just shoots him, and he lands in a campfire. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's when the bad guy from Shawshank Redemption shows up. He's like, is he dead? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> now, this line isn't a joke, because... It, you know, this movie was made years and years before. But when John Travolta said oh, he yes. dropped bombs on Baghdad, yes. I was fucking <laughs> dying. <laughs> I laughed real hard at that. <laughs> if a horse had shown up at that moment, you'd have what you felt. <laughs> Red Foreman just trying to get his yellow cake back. <laughs> Cradle of fucking civilization. <laughs> Pray to God you don't drop that shit. <laughs> like, the big scene where he threatens the Pentagon, it's just him looking into the camera, and then it just cuts to stock footage of a yeah. nuclear bomb, and they're like, oh, Jesus, he's serious. We need to get the president. <laughs> oh, to be fair, fuck. if I were sending a threatening video to the White House, that is 100% how I would go about it. Uh, <laughs> like, the Obama White, White House or the Trump White House? Here's my meaty face. Here's some footage. Good luck. What's scarier, the, the, the bomber, that giant face talking to you? <laughs> oh my god. He looks like Zordon. <laughs> Fuck, I was gonna say Zordon. <laughs> Same difference. <laughs> Parker, I'm not trying to influence your Is that how he hours. made his crack team of uh, assassins? I'm looking for some army soldiers <laughs> with attitude. <laughs> I've assembled Parker. my greatest team. Quit shooting the nuke, please. <laughs> he says it twice during the movie. Please refrain from shooting the thermonuclear weapon. And then he I shoots would the not nuclear be surprised weapon. If he's if I he came up with that line on his camera. own, I'm pretty sure he came up with that line on his own. And it is fucking hilarious both times he says it. <laughs> Alex, I believe you had a question for me. Uh, no, I just have an update. Sean William Scott is currently fighting a guy who has Mister Fantastic tattooed across his pecs. Damn it. <laughs> Chris, I have bad news about ever finishing Silent Hill. <laughs> Something has come up. <laughs> Why do I even assign anything? Look, to be fair. No. I got to that fucking riddle, and I was like, you know what? I'm done for today. You could have just fucking Googled it. Oh, I did, clearly. I hope so. One pyramid head always tells the truth. The other always tells lies. No, Parker's was like a thousand times better. It's... <laughs> I don't even remember. Hang on, I'm, I, I actually have to uh, to look it up, guys. Talk. Let's pretend we're going to talk about fucking um, uh, Broken Arrow for a, at least a little bit. No, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> this movie's incredible. <laughs> like, I okay, I, I actually found it anyway. Talk about, but it's so good. <laughs> what Parker yeah, Parker is uh, talking about is like then the crow flies in, and then the dove follows, and henceforth flies the raven. My brother tells only lies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the worst poem of it's, it's it's 
I, I, Alex, I don't know if you've ever actually played the original Silent Hill, but it's a stupid piano problem, and it uses, like, birds to refer to keys or something like that. Some keys work, some keys don't. I never can figure it out. I always have to go. I played the game, like, ten times. I still can't figure it out. That's Josh, all right, dude. There's nothing Josh, wrong with not being a real fan. Yeah, I guess. And Josh got it on his first try. <laughs> like, I was trying to fully immerse myself. Like, all right, like, I'm going to get into this. Like, just shut off all the lights and just get into it. And then... Four fucking screens worth of riddles about birds. Like, you know what? <laughs> this version's been ruined for today. There's nothing wrong with uh, not being as good at video games as literal professional video gamer Josh Brody. That's a good point. Uh, only second place in the latest tournament, though, so uh, scrub status. Just wait till he hears this seven months from now. The Sean McVay of Super <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> It's so cool that it's 2 a.m. I just open Twitter and see Ray Fisher out of DCEU with Cyborg. No plans to make a Cyborg movie. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? I forgot Cyborg was in the DCEU at all. Uh, I also have a news update. Nicolas Cage's new film follows a jujitsu fighter who every six years yes. must face off against an alien invader. What? Where? <laughs> <laughs> is it is this is out it, yet have they made it uh this it says it's a new film sean william scott dimitri logothetis is writing and directing the Same. film which also stars alain moussi bless you this <laughs> it's all you can say uh, let me uh i'll put this in the discord right now because uh, I, <laughs> I'm looking at all his upcoming movies, and without clicking them, it could be literally any of them except the Croods too. <laughs> Apparently, it's just called Jujitsu, uh, spelled J-I-U, not J-I-U. Sci-fi martial arts movie. <laughs> not. <laughs> no. Nope. No, I'm leaving it be. I'm leaving it be. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, obviously, future episode. Anyway, final thoughts on Broken Arrow. I cannot believe I made it almost 30 years on this planet without seeing it. It's so fucking good. It's legitimately incredible. It is the hammiest, stupidest, most wonderful movie. And it is everything that I wanted to experience with this cast and this director. Like, watch this, and then watch Face Off, and then don't watch any more movies. Because why bother? That's a good point. And that's like the one criticism I would have of Broken Arrow. Not is, enough is Nicolas it, Cage. If Christian Slater were Nick Cage, it would be better. Yeah, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, like uh, the whole movie, I'm like, this is really good, but it's not face-off good, and that's not fair to this movie because most movies aren't face-off good. That's In fact, also true. no movies ever made are face-off good. So. <laughs> one might say it's a masterpiece. My words. Well, it can't be my words anymore. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I guess next week's episode. Jeez. There's Me so movie. many